0: Welcome to the Effortless English Show, with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all, without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Isaiah AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native, and the father of the effortless English system that trains you to speak English fluently, speak English powerfully, speak English confidently, think in English, speak English effortlessly. When you commit... To my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com Join there, commit there, commit, don't quit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com Know thyself Know thyself this is a famous phrase, a famous, really a famous command, really, that goes back, 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 back to the Greek philosophers, those ancient Greek philosophers we're always talking about, right? Plato and Socrates and Aristotle, know thyself, thy thyself, that's an old word in English, we don't use it anymore, it just means know yourself, is what that means. Little phrase means. Know yourself. Know yourself. And philosophers, teachers, wise and intelligent people, all through history around the world, have been giving this same advice to all of us again and again and again. Know yourself. Know yourself. There's a nice word, I believe it's in Sanskrit, Svadhyaya, Svadhyaya, Svadhyaya. I can't pronounce Sanskrit very well. Svadhyaya is self-study. So it's a similar idea. Self-study, study yourself. In other words, study yourself so that you know yourself. Now, why is this important and what does it mean? All these philosophers tell us that knowing yourself, studying yourself, knowing yourself is really the beginning of knowledge. It's the the root of true education. Well, what does that really mean? We're going to talk about this today because this is actually a very, very deep thing. You say, well, know yourself. Well, of course I know myself. My name's AJ and I'm an English teacher. Well... and I'm born in America and right I know myself it's obvious what's there to know well actually there's a lot more to know than just the obvious stuff especially when these these wise people these great philosophers including saints and gurus giving the same advice for thousands and thousands of years. So, there's obviously something deeper than just the obvious, right? Know yourself. Well, I know myself. I know my name. I know my age. I, I know, you know, kind of my, my history and all my memories. It's deeper than that. And we're going to talk about that. Why is this so important for education? And what does it really mean to know yourself? What does it really mean to study yourself? This idea of svadhyaya, which means self-study. And in that Sanskrit word, it really has a couple different meanings. It's a deep word. On one hand, it means to study yourself. Like, who are you really? You ask that question. Who am I? Really deeply, who are you? And indeed, what are you? What is the nature of yourself, the deepest, at the deepest level? Now, interestingly, this, this Sanskrit word also has the idea of being an independent learner, a lifelong independent learner. So, in kind of the way we talk about it also of independent education, don't just wait for people to tell you things. Don't just wait for someone in school to tell you, but go out, read those ancient books yourself, study yourself, learn. So, it means studying yourself, who you are inside deeply, and it also means independently Getting an education, right? For your whole life. Being an independent learner. Both of those meanings for that Sanskrit word, svadhyaya. (laughs) Svadhyaya. If if you know how to pronounce Sanskrit, you know. So, I apologize for my bad pronunciation. So, this, this idea, it's not Eastern, it's not Western, it's not North or South. It's really worldwide that this is important. But let's talk about why now. What does it mean first? Know yourself. Well, going back to some ideas we were talking about last week. Number one, it means know yourself physically. Know your physical nature at a deep, deep level. This means as you grow older, you know, from childhood until old age and death, really, is to understand your physical nature and your physical body. How does your body work? What are the strong points of your body? Of all bodies, you know, of all physical bodies, but yours especially. We all have different strong points, good points physically, at least most of us do. And on the other hand, we all have weak points as well. And sometimes we kind of ignore these or we don't realize them. So it's very useful to, to really kind of study your physical body. Now, part of that means, right? What this means too is like understanding how your body works individually. So that you you notice, you observe, you watch, your body carefully and the reactions of your body when you do different things. This is important for exercise. See, it's fine, you can get a book, for example, or online, you can find an exercise program and you can try it out and you can do it. And they'll tell you, you know, do this, do this exercise, do this, rest this many hours or this many seconds or this many minutes, (laughs) right? Have three rest days, every week they'll give you a plan and it's a plan they hope will work for most people but the thing is it won't work for everybody you've got to notice you've got to exercise and try these different plans and then you notice well is my body actually responding to this plan let's say running let's use a specific example running you're training for a marathon so you find a plan online and it tells you to run every single day Right? You'll do some hard days and you'll do some easy days. So you start following this running plan. But then what happens? You find out after four weeks, you're feeling tired all the time. You're just starting to feel really tired all the time. Well, know yourself. Listen to that. Right, A lot of people will just ignore that and they just keep following the plan they have in their book or online or whatever. And they think, oh, well, I got to keep following the plan. They, they, they kind of ignore their own body. They don't realize, ah, my body's telling me something. My body's telling me, in this case, that you're, you're running too much, that you need a break. So, if you listen to your body and you really notice your body and you know yourself, you'll realize the signs of fatigue, the signs that you're doing too much. And so, you just take a rest day. It doesn't matter what the book says. You take an extra rest day. Maybe you take a couple extra rest days. Maybe then you come back and you start going and then you get tired again. And then you start to realize, you know, this plan's not fitting me really well, actually. this is Maybe this plan's too much for me and for my body, at least for right now. And so you, you have to start adjusting. You know yourself, so you're learning about what your body can do and what it can't do. And, and because of that, because you're really paying attention to your own body and the signals it's giving you, the messages it's giving you, you will adjust that plan. Maybe you go find a different plan that has more rest days, that has fewer miles per week, fewer kilometers per week. Maybe you'll run more slowly. There's lots of different things you can do. You start experimenting and again, you keep noticing and then you start to find what works for you. You know, for example, I did this and I have found that, especially now, you know, this can also change with age. Your body changes with age. So, you never stop doing this. You know, your body is one way when you're 20, but then when you're 40, it's different. And then when you're 60, it's different again. So, this, it's, it's a constant knowing yourself and paying attention to your physical body. So, I know, for example, that I do very well with uh, longer distances, but very slow running. I've called it slow burn in the past. My body responds very well to that. I can build up my miles. I can build up my, you know, the kilometers, the distance using that approach. Now, I usually don't run every single day when I'm, if I'm really training running, I'll probably do five days a week. I know that helps. I know I need at least a couple total rest days when I'm training. And again, in terms of speed now, I don't really do I don't do what what's called speed work. Serious runners, a lot of times they'll do speed work, and that's where they do one day or more than one day per week, where they do, you know, fast running. Sometimes they'll do sprints, sometimes they do other kinds of running. I've tried that, but I find that it just makes my body much too tired. I don't recover from that very well. Sometimes it I can feel like I'm starting to get a little injury from that, and just in general, just doesn't work for me very well. I know my body now. I, it, oh, after many years, I know myself physically. So, I know what works for me. The same is true for strength. right. I, I have tried doing big heavy powerlifting in the gym. But I have a runner's kind of body. I like and I need strength exercises. We all do. But I have found that the bodyweight exercises, I get the best result. Meaning, I actually get stronger doing push-ups and pull-ups than if I'm doing lots of weightlifting. It just works better for me. It might not work better for you. It depends on your body type. You have to know your body type. There are certain body types, right? Some people have, let's just talk about men. Well, this is true for women too, but some we call, we say are stocky, stocky. A stocky body is tends to be a little shorter. The arms and legs are a little shorter, but kind of, uh, they tend to have bigger muscles, easier to get muscles. So, they're generally kind of stronger. If you have that kind of body type, then, you know, like heavy weightlifting, you probably, your body will respond to that very well. On the other hand, people with stocky bodies often have trouble doing like long distance endurance uh, like r- long, long runs, like marathons or even long, you know, cycling. They're, they're, they, the kind of muscle they have is more for, you know, big, powerful movements. And then, of course, on the other extreme are, you know, more like my body type, which uh, tend to be a little taller, especially to have, you know, longer legs, a little bit longer arms and do better in general with more of endurance type of activities. So knowing your body type. Nutrition now again when I was younger I used to you know I've tried so many different nutrition (laughs) plans and diets and ways of eating and when I was young I would read one I would think oh yeah this is it this is definitely this is the healthiest one but now that I'm older and I've tried many different kinds and not only me I have seen uh, friends and people I know trying different kinds of diets I realized that no no there are individual differences some bodies Some body types do better on different kinds of diets. Some people do very well with a lot, very high protein, for example. Some people do better with a kind of a mix of protein and carbohydrates and fats. And some people do better on more of like a vegetarian diet. And some people do well on vegan diets. Vegan means uh, no animal products at all. There are even people who do what's called a carnivore diet. I've seen this online. I've never done it, where they only eat animal products, right? The exact opposite of vegan. And some people say that they feel fantastic on that diet and do very well. So again, you have to know yourself. This is important because, you know, you can find a book with lots of scientific research and all kinds of stuff in it for any of these diets, they all say, oh, no, this is the best science. It This is the healthiest diet. It's this one. So instead of just trusting them completely, know yourself, learn, try those different diets if you want to. And watch your body. Not Watch it in the short term and then also watch it over the long term and see, you know, Which one gives you more energy? Which one gives you more health? Which one prevents sickness for you? And it might be different for you compared to your friend. So knowing yourself, really, really learning how your body works, your specific body, knowing it well, the kind of foods, the kind of exercises, all these things. That's just the most basic level though, obviously the physical level, the material level. The next level of knowing yourself is really knowing your mind, right, mentally. It's surprising how few people really understand themselves in this way. You know, for example, so many people who are younger are so confused about, you know, what, what they want to do with their life or with their lives, and, you know, people, lots of people are giving them advice. Parents are telling them what to do. Teachers are telling them what to do. Other friends are telling them what to do. And they're so confused because often they're saying different things. And then they're confused about what they really want. Right? And then when you're confused, then you make bad choices. I'll give you another example from my life. Uh, at one time in my life, I, um, I, was kind of, I needed a job very badly. I was a social worker at that time, kind of a counselor. And I, uh, I found the job opening. I got a, an interview at a hospital to be a social worker. and Good payment, right? Really, it was a good job at that time in my life. Good payment, good benefits, all those good things. And it was a job as a, as a social worker, like a counselor, in an emergency room, in an emergency room. Now, if I had known myself better, I would not have taken that job. Looking back, I realize it was a foolish thing for me to do because that job did not fit me at all. But at that time, I just needed a job and I really didn't, I guess I just didn't really know myself so much. I was still kind of confused. I didn't realize it. But the truth is, You know, I kind of had all these different ideas about myself and some of them were wrong. But the truth is that it's a very high, that was a very high stress job, not just high stress, but very fast, 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 right? You know, kind of an emergency room, you can understand, right? Just the word emergency. So everybody coming into the emergency room, they have an emergency. So you have to deal with it very quickly. So it's fast, 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 right? You're go, 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 running around all the time. Very, very, very fast-paced, that job. Which is exactly the opposite of me, mentally. (laughs) Because I like to relax. I like to take my time. I like to... Go slowly, take breaks, just enjoy things as I'm doing them. I don't like to be rushed, right? I don't like people trying to make me hurry to do stuff all the time. And I don't like constant high stress. See, some people love that environment. Some some of the people I worked with at that hospital, at that job, they liked it. For them, it was exciting. But for me, it was very, very, very stressful too much, and of course, that helped me to know myself better. And I realized after a few months working that job, uh, this is not me. You know, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I like, I'm someone who likes to go deeper with things, right? I like a smaller number of friends, for example, instead of a huge number of friends. I like to take my time. I like to have deeper and longer conversations. It's just, you know, it's not right or wrong, but I know myself now, so I would never take a job like that now. So, you got to know yourself. It's important to know yourself because it make helps you make better decisions. Decisions that will make you happier in life. And so, again, with young people, let's say someone who's, they just got out of school. They're 18 or they're 22. They're trying to figure out what job to get. And a lot of them will choose jobs just for money. Or they choose jobs because it seems like it's, It's high status. Oh, this is a really good job. Everybody, oh, that's a good job. Everyone says, this is a good job. Good payment, good benefits. Oh, it's fantastic. But they don't really look at the job and themselves. They don't know themselves enough to know. Will this job actually make me happy? That's the most important thing. Will it make you happy or not? Will you be happy at that job? There's many, many jobs many types of careers, many even types of companies and organizations. So you need to know yourself so you choose the right ones, the ones that you will fit in, the ones that will be a happy experience for you, not stressful and unhappy. So what does this mean? It means you have to know, again, mentally, your strong points and your weak points. What are they? Because again, we all mentally have strong points and weak points. We all mentally, you know this even with small children. We have just, it just it's interesting, I, I don't know, you can call it our karma maybe, but from a very young age, we all have some things that we are attracted to, that we just seem to naturally like, that we're naturally interested in. We have a, a kind of a personality, you know, a certain a certain nature from a very, very, very young age. Parents all know this. You can have two children and they can be so different in so many ways. Even if they're twins, this can be true. So understanding that about yourself. Again, you have to study yourself. You have to notice how do you react to different things? What kind of things are you attracted to? What kind of activities do you just really feel comfortable doing and really enjoy? What kind of things make you curious and excited? in life and the opposite what kind of things just make you feel bored what kind of things make you feel stressed you're just not interested in them you're not attracted to them in any way what are you naturally good at what kind of things do you just seem to learn and do easily and what kind of things on the other hand are very very hard for you to do you just they just seem extra difficult Another example from my life, music. You know, we all like music, right? So I've tried a few times to learn music. But you know what? It just is always feels extra, extra difficult for me. Like there's just something blocking me in my brain where, you know, learning to play guitar or something like that. It just feels like, oh, this is so hard. And I get bored with it very fast. And I like the idea of it, but I know myself now and I just know it's just not for me. It's just not me. Of course, there are other people in the world, you know, you can, we, you know Mozart we're at, at a young age and he's just da, 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 and He's playing the piano, you know, they just, they just seem to learn it so easily, so naturally. And of course, I have other things in my life where I did, that they, they always have felt very natural and easy and I've been attracted to them. So, you need to know that too and follow that in your life. Don't go against it, right? So you can't, This is why uh, sometimes parents and teachers and friends give you very bad advice because they're giving you advice that fits them or that fits some society idea, but they're giving you advice that doesn't really fit you, right? So that job at the hospital that I got, well, friends and family, they all thought it was great. Oh yeah, AJ, yeah, take that job. That's fantastic. But it was actually bad advice. It didn't fit me at all. So you gotta be careful about this. Really, all your life, you have to be careful about this. The more you know yourself, the more you'll make better decisions. And that means decisions that will bring you more happiness in life. This means knowing your emotions. How much emotional control do you have? Do you get angry really easily? Do you get stressed easily? Or do you have a very calm mind? Are you tough? Are you really strong mentally? Like you can, you can handle really hard, difficult, challenging problems and keep going and going? Or are you a little weak in that area? Now, you can change all these things, of course. You can work on them, but you need to, first of all, understand them and you have to be honest with yourself. See, a lot of times it's ego that prevents us from knowing ourselves because we don't want to admit, especially our weak points, or we don't want to ad- admit and really be true just to ourself about things that are maybe not popular in the world right like probably maybe I had a little ego about that hospital job I thought oh I can do it right I can handle that excitement but if I'd been more honest with myself I would realize I don't do well in that kind of environment right so we all need to do this we have to be honest about our weak points especially our emotional weak points and our mental weak points are often the hardest ones you know like for example maybe you're a little lazy some people are just lazy or just maybe just slow pace you don't know, like to go fast kind of like me So, it would be a really bad idea to get a job like uh, working in stocks, right? Trading stocks in a really high-stress environment where you have to have a super high motivation. It would be a mistake. You got to know yourself. Be honest with yourself. And also about your, your habits, your beliefs, your identity, What do you really believe? Not what you're supposed to believe, not what other people tell you to believe. What do you really believe? Because sometimes we pretend to believe things that we don't actually believe deep down. So this is, again, it's part of examining, really looking at yourself, your beliefs, your identity. What is it really? The more honest you are, the more happy you will be. You'll make, again, you'll make better decisions. And sometimes you can find things you don't like about yourself. That's good. a good part of self-knowledge also. It's, because that's the only way you can improve in your life and become a better person is to be honest. If you pretend everything's fine, then you won't do anything about it. You'll just ignore it and you'll continue to be, you know, weak or bad or in this area. So, for example, if you're lazy... It's no good to pretend like you're not lazy and just try to ignore that because then you'll stay lazy. You won't do anything to change it. No. If you're lazy, then you got to look at it and say, you know what? I'm lazy. I'm just lazy. (laughs) I I don't work hard. Doesn't mean you're evil. (laughs) It just means you're lazy. And you can say, I don't like that. That's something I need to change. I realize this is something that's not good about me. This is a very big weak point of mine and I want to change it. I got to find a way to change this about myself because it's causing problems in my life. That's fine, right? But the first step is you really know yourself. Also, it's totally fine to have weak points or things that are not popular about you and not change them sometimes you just accept it like I accept that I don't like that fast high stress work I don't want to change it I don't it doesn't bother me I, I, I enjoy doing other kinds of work so I don't know it's not I, I don't think it's really a weak point it's just it's just a preference it's just my nature there are other kinds of work where I do very very well so I accept that about myself now so sometimes you can just accept it but know yourself Now, along the lines of this, there there's something in, uh, again, in, in Sanskrit that's called varnas. And this is specifically about work. And there's kind of these four categories of careers, we could say, of types of work. And and I like this system. It's quite nice because it does, when you know yourself, when you know yourself mentally and emotionally and even physically, as honestly as possible, then you can figure out ah like what the first step is you could figure out what types what big categories of jobs do I like or do fit me who I really am so the four categories are number one are kind of um, intellectual type of jobs philosophy um, philosophical jobs right if you like philosophy if you're intellectual uh, you know teaching counseling science um, perhaps some kinds of fine art. Right? These kinds of things. Maybe, you know, even computer programming. All these kind of things would fall into that, you know, kind of that, that mental, philosophical, intellectual category. This is, the, this is my category. The second category um, is leadership. Organization fighting like you know like conflict fighting even physical like martial arts or military right these are kind of high energy people who who like to 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 organize to lead you know management all of that kind of those kinds of jobs careers the third category uh, is, uh, you know, business. You know, business, trading, entrepreneurs, uh, creating products, owning your own businesses, that kind of stuff. And in the fourth category, um, working with your hands, like artisans. We've discussed artisans in the past. Uh, tradesmen, you know, carpenters, construction, um, Even just physical labor, physical labor, working. Those are kind of four big categories. So, if you are a very philosophical, intellectual person, you probably will not be happy um, trying to do a very high-stress business, even as an entrepreneur. You know, this is interesting. I'm an entrepreneur, but as I said, I'm actually more of the intellectual, philosophical You know, teacher, counselor, that's me for sure. But I have my own business. So it seems like, well, AJ doesn't fit. It does fit. What kind of business do I have? I have a tiny, small business. It's a one-person business mostly. I have a couple people that help me a little. But it's very, very small. And what is my business? It's teaching. It's a teaching business. I'm doing what I love. Teaching, counseling, philosophy, right? That's what the Effortless English show is. That's what Effortless English lessons are. Teaching, counseling, philosophy, it fits perfectly. I just do it in a way where I can be independent financially, where I am an entrepreneur. But I'm not really a, like a real true entrepreneur, some, if that's really your nature. Those People who have that true entrepreneur nature, like Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki, remember, he wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He's a real entrepreneur. That's his category. Someone like that, they build big businesses. They don't stop like, like me. They don't have a little, small, one-person business and focus on teaching and philosophy. No, they try to, they build, they get more and more employees. They get lots and lots and lots of investments. They're constantly trying to grow it bigger, bigger, bigger. Steve Jobs, right? I stopped. I don't want any of that. All of that sounds very stressful to me. All of that does not sound enjoyable to me. It doesn't sound meaningful to me. I don't want that. I don't want 100 employees, So, see, by knowing myself, I made the smart choice. I, was, I made an intelligent choice that has given me much more happiness. I realized that's not me. So, I like being independent. I think financial independence is important for everybody. All four categories, you can still do that. But you have to know yourself so you know how to do it. I realized, oh, no, no, I'm not going to listen to this entrepreneur advice about building an organization and hiring people and delegating everything and getting bigger and bigger. I'll be so stressed out doing that. I'll be miserable doing that. I don't want that. I just want the freedom to focus on philosophy and teaching and counseling and helping people. I, that's, all, that's why I'm an entrepreneur, for the freedom to do those things, to focus on those deeper things that are important to me. I'm not doing it to become a billionaire and I'm not doing it to have a huge company. But I know myself, so I made that correct choice and because of that, I'm very, very, very happy with my business. Now, on the other hand, someone who is really a true entrepreneur, they would probably be unhappy with my choice because they, they need that constant challenge of go, 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 create, create, more, 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 grow, 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 build, build, build they'll get bored doing just what I do they they don't care about philosophy they want money show me the money right and so someone like that a true entrepreneur absolutely should build that business and hire more people and grow, grow, grow and you could see again what if you're an artisan right what if you love working with your hands and creating like with your hands that kind of physical type of work you know let's say uh, let's say you're a woodworker a carpenter you love working with wood now could you still be an entrepreneur could you still be have your own business you could of course you could you could be an independent carpenter right? people would hire you to do work on their house or or other projects so you could still have that financial freedom but again it would be a mistake for you to try to build a really big business to make this like huge Carpentry company, woodworking company, hiring hundreds of people or even tens of people. It would be a mistake if you are a natural artisan because, again, what would happen? You would get stressed out. All your time would be focused on management and business and money. You wouldn't have any time to actually work with wood and do those creative things that you love. You'd become unhappy. You might become rich, but you'd be unhappy or you'd be less happy. So again, for an artisan, there are many artisans do this, by the way. There are many, many independent artisans like this where they just have their own little small um, business or practice. You know, they... For a woodworker, for example, they go, they, they work on houses, they build things for people, they have their customers, but everything is very small and they keep it small because they're focused on more of the art and the creation. That's where they get all the happiness and they make enough money to have a good life and it gives them a lot of happiness and they don't want more and it's a, that's smart for them. and of course other people they're just kind of natural um, leaders and fighters they want to lead a group and they want they want to fight for something and you know they're kind of natural kings natural leaders natural fighters natural organizers again that's great so, but you have to know yourself when you know yourself you can it gives you again a really good and wise compass right? you know compass show, points to north it shows you the direction to go so this will help you make better decisions when you know yourself more not only about jobs but this is just a good example in terms of career so it's interesting you know my two careers what 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 were my careers number one I was a counselor a social worker and then I became a teacher and then an entrepreneur, but my, bi- my entrepreneur is still about teaching and counseling and philosophy. All of those, I stayed within that category. And because of that, I have enjoyed all of those. Other jobs I've had that are outside of those, I did not enjoy it all. I was miserable. <laughs> okay. I've had uh, jobs that were very physical, having, you know, like more like labor jobs, hated them. Uh, I've had to be a manager one time hated it I when I was young I I worked more like an intern Uh, so very low paid but in a in a business environment in a, a large company hated it just didn't fit me So learn to know, you know, understand, you know, which of these categories you fit in, understand your your emotions, understand how you think, your beliefs, understand your body and what works best. And then finally, at the deepest level, let's get the most philosophical now, because this is probably the deepest level that the philosophers are talking about. Know your essential self. Who and what are you? Really, at the deepest, deepest level, what about you never changes? And what about you will definitely change? This is getting now to the heart of what is life. And this has again four levels now. So, first, understanding the essential, the deepest physical nature material nature what is that when you really think about it you got to think about it deeply and really really get to this well the deepest level is you are mortal means you will die nothing physical is permanent right all things in the physical world the material world change and all bodies physical bodies plants and animals and us they're mortal they die right we all know this kind of but we don't like to think about it it's a depressing thought but know yourself means to really know this to feel this right in your heart to feel it and know it every day this body will not survive I am mortal instead of like most everybody in the world trying to hide from this and avoid thinking about it you actually look at it and think about it and examine it and know it to be true and not only you but everyone you know That's a hard truth, maybe the hardest truth in life, right? That next level of really knowing yourself at that deep, deep, deep level, really getting to the spiritual area now, right? But the next thing to know really deeply is what we could call false ego. False ego. (laughs) All the things that you think are you that are not really you. Everything I just mentioned, at one level, that's you. But on the other hand, is it really you at the deepest level? Your beliefs, for example, are those you? Well, they're not permanent. They can change, right? You can believe something today and next month you could believe the exact opposite. So your beliefs are not really you at the deepest level, right? There's something you have, but you can change them. Your body, we've already discussed. Is that really you? Because it also changes. You could be weak today and strong in two years. Is there there something about you that doesn't change? That's always there. Something you have to examine yourself. And this starts getting you to the level of knowing yourself, your consciousness, your pure consciousness, that just awareness that's silent, that's quiet. How do you learn this? How do you know this? How do you know yourself at that level? Well, that's what meditation is. At least at the first step of meditation is really about that. Digging deeper and deeper to find, is there something about me that's there? It it was there when I was born. It will be with me right through until death and maybe afterwards consciousness what is consciousness exactly I mean we all know kind of an idea of it it means you're aware right but have you actually studied that about yourself have you tried to examine your own consciousness it's hard But this is what the various meditation techniques are for. And then finally, at the deepest level, as you get to that level, then we're talking about soul. Again, in Sanskrit, Atman. I can't give you the answer to that. You're going to have to find out yourself, but you should know. Not just answer it based on a book. Not just answer based on what someone else says. those can guide you but try to find out for yourself directly through meditation really that's what meditation's for these last two levels the deepest deepest levels know clearly who you really are right now and in general at the deepest level understand. This is the starting point of true education, of true knowledge. It's the root. From there, then you can learn skills and knowledge and all this outside things about the outside world. Great. You, then you'll be able to make great decisions, though. If you only get information from the outside world, that's where the confusion comes, right? Again, go back to going back to this very simple example, very practical about choosing jobs, choosing careers. If you don't know yourself, how do you make those decisions? Well, you just listen to everything on the outside. All the knowledge, all the information about the different jobs, about how much money they will pay, about the opinions of your friends, the opinions of your parents, the opinions of everybody else. And you choose based on those outside things. It's, you often will choose badly when you do that because you don't know yourself enough. What works better is you focus inside first and know yourself at all of these levels, the physical, the mental, and emotional, those uh, career types, and then at the very deepest, most philosophical and spiritual levels of your mortality, of your ego and false ego, of your pure consciousness and soul. And then when you know yourself at those levels Then you use that outside information and you will make excellent decisions. You'll know the right kind of job or jobs for you. You'll know the right kind of husband or wife for you. You'll know the right kinds of choices and actions and ways of living for you. You'll know the virtues that you have and that you need to develop. You'll know your purpose and you'll find meaning in your life. It has to start at the deepest levels inside. You're not going to find it out there until you know yourself first at the very, very, very deepest levels. You can see this is a very, very deep phrase. This is why Socrates and Those ancient Greeks stressed, emphasized this command, really. Know yourself. This is why those ancient Vedic gurus and philosophers... Emphasize this so much, so strongly. Know yourself. It's the very beginning of knowledge. It's the very beginning of wisdom. It's the very beginning of happiness. It's the very beginning of knowing the meaning of your life and your life purpose. You do have a genius. Thoreau. Henry David Thoreau. Probably my favorite American writer. This is the word he used. He said that every person, he believed every person had what he called their own genius. Their own unique genius. This is the opposite of the lie of equality, right? In the modern world now, The media, the Marxists, they're always saying equality, equality, everybody's equal. No, they're not. Nobody's equal. That's a huge lie. No, no, no. Thoreau's correct. It's the exact opposite. You have your own unique genius, and so does everyone else. This means you're not equal. You're different. You're you're unique. This means you have something inside of you that specially you can offer the world your genius he called it and maybe it's more than one thing when you know yourself very very deeply and then you follow that you follow the very best about yourself you will not only will you be happy you'll be happy you will be happy but you also find a purpose for your life And you will make the world better. You will make people around you happier. You will contribute to your family. You'll contribute to your people, to your nation, to the world. This is how you do it. If you go against it, you won't. Imagine if Michelangelo had tried to be a business person. I always use Michelangelo. He's the first artist I think of. (laughs) Because the Sistine Chapel is really amazing. So, he's a good example, right? What if he didn't know himself? What if he tried to go against his own nature and he just tried to, you know, be a banker? What a tragedy! Not only he would have been unhappy, right? He probably would have been very unhappy doing something against his own nature. But the world, the whole world, would have missed his beautiful art and has brought beauty to countless people through history all around the world. you can say that you know, Mozart, Beethoven, same thing, right? Anyone, those are big examples that are famous, but even someone Steve Jobs, those are artists, someone's like Steve Jobs. What if Steve Jobs had tried to be a painter? Again, it would have been the same problem, right? He was a natural entrepreneur. He would have probably been much less happy, certainly much less successful. And, uh, you know, he would not have contributed in his own way to the world. Well, you've got something in you, too. And it might not be at the big level of Apple Computer or Beethoven. I mean, certainly, for me, it's not. It might be at a smaller level. It might be more focused locally. It might be more focused on, say, your family. But when you find your own genius, I think those... Great unique things about you that you can give and contribute to the world that also make you feel so happy when you do them. That's that's beautiful. That's what knowing yourself brings to the world. Happiness for you, but also for many, many others. Your contribution, that's how you find it. You'll find it inside, not on the outside. So don't listen to me. Listen to those old, old, old philosophers from all these different places around the world, all through history, with that same message again and again. Know yourself. And then trust yourself. But to trust yourself, you have to know yourself first. So know yourself. Commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com dot com. Train English with me at EffortlessEnglishClub.com Join my VIP program. Commit, don't quit! Go now to EffortlessEnglishClub.com dot com, dot com.